they were they were inside my apartment with the like Tokyo Gas people there. Like, uh, and I had my rabbits in the closet, <laughs> and uh, they were talking to me, and all of a sudden I'd start hearing <laughs> just the rabbit scratching at the, yeah. at the walls. <laughs> Welcome to Tokyo Cheapo Podcast. Think Tokyo's expensive? Well, think again. All the best tips for visiting and living in Tokyo on a pittance. Cheap sushi, cheap sausages, cheap dates, cheap dogs, cheap hotels, cheap holidays, cheap sumo, cheap salads, cheap bikes, cheap booze, cheap chicken. Well, um, yokosaw, irishaimasu. There we go, there's yeah. the Japanese. So, welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and cheapos to the Tokyo Cheapo podcast. We have stored up lots of uh, special news and announcement and high quality podcast topics for you today bursting yeah we're bursting with yeah, content since we I haven't think we've, uh, we've been constipated since the last um, podcast so it's yeah, all we're ready to come out it's all ready to come out <laughs> that was a beautiful image there Craig so today we will give you a roundup of the uh, seasonal events coming at you soon in Tokyo um, plus some noteworthy posts from Tokyo Cheapo and the big topic for today is pets Indeed. we interview our pet expert um, and fellow Cheapo Aaron Baggett Without further ado, we need to cue the fanfare and do our big announcement. So what's our big announcement today? Our big announcement is we are going to uh, launch a campaign to produce a Tokyo Cheapo Guide to Tokyo, so uh, an e-book. Yes. So, um, Crowdfunding campaign for Tokyo Cheapo. Da, 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 da. Get your uh, Cheapo wallets out and support us. Uh-huh. And get yourself a copy of our Tokyo Cheapo e-book, the Cheapo's Guide to Tokyo. So if you're if you're uh, been living in a cave for the last um, like five years and you're unfamiliar with uh, crowdfunding, uh, it's basically something you might have heard of Kickstarter or um, Indiegogo. Um, so these are sites where we we put up a you know a campaign, something we want to do, and you guys, um, if you like what we're doing, you you give us some money and and you get something in return. So uh, we're using a a platform called Publishizer. It's a book crowdfunding platform. So, yeah, it's for books. It's specifically for books because um, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, if you back us, then um, you get a copy of the book and you get to be part of helping the book materialise. If you back yeah. the book, we'll do more podcasts. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yes. It's Tokyo Chibo is we don't, we don't steaming trick. ahead, full, um, unstoppable. It's an unstoppable force, so you better get your um, part in the... Uh, by your part of the history of uh, Un- unstoppable force. If, if we go with the same metaphor, I guess it's kind of like diarrhea. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Staying on the uh, toilet-related metaphors, the book is going to be a um, a much more in-depth version of what we've got on the site. It's going to have uh, listings. It's going to be um, you know much more kind of uh, compact and easy to go through, and really handy if you're actually visiting Tokyo rather than uh, fiddling around through our various disparate blog posts on your phone, you can just leaf through our electronic ebook. Yeah, so there's going to be, um, it's going to be a lot more focused, um, and there's going to be stuff that's not actually on the website, so um, it's not that we don't want to put it on the website, it's just that um, it's going to be more geared towards people coming to Tokyo, and you've got um, a few days to a, maybe a week or two, and um, yeah, just, just what you need to know. 
But rather than us trying to sell it, what you should really do is um, pop over to the campaign page, tokyochipo.com slash book, and see the video of us running around Tokyo with a horse. <laughs> yes. Incredible. That's how we sell it. There's us and a, uh, well, it's not a real horse. It's a, it's a, a man wearing a plastic horse's head getting um, thrown out of establishments in Tokyo. And yes, and, and the horse is actually representative of you, dear listener. <laughs> it's um, it's the, the the first time visitor, or maybe like a uh, someone who hasn't doesn't have much experience in Tokyo. But so, the um, the expert greybeard cheapo um, hosts you and I, uh, Greg and I, um, save the day and show the horse how to have a good time in Tokyo without spending much money. You can also um, get a few. Uh, extras if you want to back the book it's not just buying the book there's also um we've got together with 8020 japanese which is a great japanese learning guide um and we've done a bundle with them so you can get the book and that um and also white rabbit express who um have kana um japanese flashcards as well as a audio tour for shinjuku and tokyo so there's a few um extra options bonuses bonuses or if you're um, the super loyal um, and true cheapo supporter then you'll become a gold patron and uh, give us extra money in return for a kind of sort of VIP status and mentions in the book and whatnot so there we go there's the book tokyocheapo.com slash book head there now share it with your friends and support us please Moving onwards and upwards, or sideways. I think that's actually sideways, maybe the yes. off, off highlight. Um, let's talk about some seasonal events coming up. Okay. What should we start so, with? Kamakura um, Matsuri? Yes, yes indeed. Kamakura Matsuri is happening um, around a place called Tsurugaoka Hachimangu Shrine in, uh, in Kamakura. So um, if you've been to Kamakura before, which you might not have been, um, it's kind of uh, on a hill near the station, and it's this amazing... Um, kind of cherry blossom uh, kind of pathway up to there but anyway the the the, um, the the festival itself is kind of famous for um, what what's it called Yabus Yabusame Yabusame that's right so basically horse based um, uh, horse based archery I don't know you, basically people riding horses at top speed and um, they're balancing on the horse and they're shooting arrows at a target so uh, it's kind of kind of unique so oh, it's, there's a few places that do it but Kamakura is probably the most famous mm. Uh, and there's a there's a a literal uh, crap load of stuff yeah and that, that that festival so it's well worth checking out so if you're in um, if you're in the Kanto area I guess in mid-April uh, then then there's something to check out yeah it's a real taste of traditional Japan the Yabusame is a real kind of old school samurai mm-hmm. type um, uh, level of uh, traditional Japan worth checking out Songkran Songkran, yes. A, a, from traditional Japanese to completely not Japanese at all. A uh, traditional Thai festival. It's the beginning of the rainy season, that's what it is. Oh, is it? Okay. Celebrating the beginning of the rainy yeah, okay. season. And it's 25th, 26th of April in uh, Yoyogi Park. It's in the event square. It's in the like, event square. Yeah, there's yeah. an event square area where they always have uh, festivals and things. Right. So. The theme is just throwing water at people. So uh, it's just water bombs... Uh, what happens? Pistols. What happens if it's raining? Then um, it, it makes no odds. Right, right. I don't think it's going to be cancelled for rain. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually it's actually one of many uh, Thai festivals, isn't it? There's, there seems to be about 
10 or something each year in Japan. So there's um This is probably the most interesting one to see. Okay. Because um, all, all the rest, as far as I can tell, were basically the same. It's just like Thai food and some sort of Thai thing happening. Right. This one is distinct in as much as everybody's throwing water at each other and everybody's getting wet and it's pretty kind of um, a raucous affair. Okay. Um, however, if you really want to see Rock Songkran, you should actually go to Thailand. It's absolutely nuts in Thailand. Okay, maybe you can get a bit of get a taste of it at Yogi Park. You can get a taste. I'm sure a very sort of refined, refined Japanese taste. So they, maybe they ask you before they, they throw the water at you <laughs> or something. So that's Songkran, 25th, 26th of April in Yogi Park. Okay, one more event to cover is uh, Roppongi Art Night. So this is a, a one-night uh, festival that happens in April each year uh, and it happens in the kind of what they call the art triangle the Rapongi art triangle so the, the kind of space between uh, Rapongi Hills with the uh, the Murray Art Museum uh, the Suntory Art Museum at, at Midtown and also the National Art Centre so um, in that kind of triangle and, and a few little venues around um, there's various uh, performance art and uh, installation art and it's um it's really, really quite interesting, really quite um, insane, actually, I would yeah. say. So we've actually, there's a video on our Facebook page of uh, something I, I videoed last year. So what they've done is they closed off this whole street um, near the, the National Arts Centre, uh, Rapongi. And um, they closed off the street, and there was like, I think it was a group of university students. So it, was, it was all female. Hmm. And there was two teams, and there was like one, in, one at one end and one at the other end of the street. And they kind of... Um, kind of charged at each other and they but they're all dancing and they're all kind of and then they stopped they still. did this kind of statue frozen statue and thing screaming and it was just really um i have no idea what it was about i mean i can understand some japanese but this was just um it's art it's great art art it's yes of course the deeper meaning yeah yeah and obviously a philistine don't appreciate no no i mean it, it <laughs> may, it may, it's 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 the kind of thing you don't see every day yeah, definitely not. It's um, and certainly it's a change from the normal sort of zoo that Rapongi is at night. It's yeah. this sort of uh, got this weird, quirky art- artistic slant to it. Yeah, it's actually quite nice. It's like it's lots of people just like um, kind of milling around and looking at, at interesting stuff rather than people being drunk and yeah and um, shouting. At and you, it's you know. all night. Yep, all it's night. It's like so, an all nighter. And fill an all nighter in Rapongi of a artistic. Variety. In fact, it goes from ten in the morning on uh, the the day when it starts, which is, which is the twenty fifth, uh, until six pm on the day after. So, um, yeah, I don't think many people will be staying up the, the whole night. And apparently, it attracts eight hundred and thirty thousand people. Wow. So. Uh, you know, that usually, to be honest, usually those kind of figures put me off from from going to yeah. festivals. But it's not that bad because it's spread out over quite a bit of time, yeah. and there's a big space, so it's not not bad at all. Splendid. So that's uh, a quick wrap up of interesting and noteworthy events. So on to interesting, interesting and noteworthy posts. So recently we've had um, quite a few real popular ones. Um, so uh, we've handpicked a few worth uh, checking out one is the rent map rent map is a um, collaboration with uh, fabian dupois a uh, french engineer entrepreneur he's a um a friend of a friend and he did this incredible html5 rent map of tokyo which basically does this real um detailed color coding of how much different areas not just like shibuya ku but the actual individual neighborhoods in each area 
And it's a real um, goldmine of information if you're moving house. Because you'll find, um, you know, most people say, oh, Shibuya is expensive, or two stops from Shibuya is really expensive. But if you look at this map, you'll find these pockets of cheapness, these delightful pockets of cheapness nestled within the real expensive neighborhoods. So um, that's Tokyo Cheapo um, living slash Tokyo hyphen rent hyphen yep. map. Or if you just Google Tokyo rent map, yep. you should find and it's, it. Um, there's, there's quite a handy slider down the bottom. You can, you can change the... Uh, the floor space, so uh, like different areas might have different prices for different um, like size apartments. So you might get a steal for yeah. a twelve square meter. So apartment. yeah, if, if you're looking for something really small, then you can you can track that down, or, or something really big, or a space is more important to you. Then. Yeah, yeah. So that's the Tokyo rent map. Uh, what else we got? Do you know what Yaizakura is? I'm not sure. I know Zakura. Yae, I'm not sure the reason. Yae is, um, the actual meaning of Yae is multiple. It's the traditional kind of um, uh, cherry blossoms have five petals. So the, the, it's called the Some Yoshino. Mm -hmm. So the, the ones that are above us now are Some Yoshino. But there's another variety that have a lot more petals on them and they, they, they flower a lot later. So this article is about late blooming Sakura. So it's for people who. You know, if you're if you're coming to Tokyo in, in late April or early May, and you want a bit of a, um, a cherry blossom fix, then um, this article is well worth checking out because you can find out um, all the best parks to see uh, Yayazakura, which is um, this this kind of variety of cherry blossoms. Um, obviously, some of the you know the, the big places that are they've also got the Soma Yoshino, know, like um, you know Imperial Palace and Shinjuku Gyoen. Um, but somewhere that's particularly good for it is um, Hamariku Gardens, which is near uh, Shiodomi Station. Sakura Shinmachi, which is uh, even named after Sakura. Like, uh, it's kind of out in Setegaya. So um, anyway, so read the article and, and um, yeah, you can find some good places to, to see some uh, late cherry blossoms. So you can just stretch it out, you know. You can have Hanami from um, like late March until mid-May. Wow. And if you actually if you just keep going north, you could probably do it from uh, until... I'd say June, or June July, maybe, yeah. if, you, if you just follow it up to Hokkaido. How does one spell Yai Zakura, Greg? Yai Zakura, uh, Y-A-E-Z-A-K-U-R-A. -A. Note the Z in yes, Zakura. Yes, Japanese learners, little, uh, they'll be familiar with the um, fact that um, sounds often change when they're used in composite in words. So Sakura, normally with an S, becomes Zakura with a Z, when it um, follows another word. Yeah, sushi is another one, like um, makizushi. Yeah. Sure. So, there you go. Japanese lesson Japanese for lesson there. Free Japanese lesson. Yeah. Okay, so final um, noteworthy post, or series of posts, is our Cheapo Michelin Star series. Ah, yes. So we um, dispatched one of our Cheapo food writers to um, locate the uh, best deals on uh, Michelin stars, and she found, uh, so far we've had two, yeah, Liz has written, written two so far. So um, I, I really like her um, one about Chugoku Hanten, Hanten Fureka. Mm. It's not just like when I review a restaurant, I just kind of say it's, it tastes good. <laughs> um, whereas uh, Liz actually knows how this taste stuff should taste, mm. which is really, you know, I was quite impressed. Like, you know, she's saying that the, that this, the shumai should um, be juicy and it should yeah. be, you know, it's like... And she was saying, oh, it wasn't quite right, but, you know, it's... it's um, Proper foodie. Yeah, yeah, she's a proper foodie. Yeah. So check out the Cheapo uh, Michelin Star Series. It's time to introduce the feature of the podcast, which is pets. So we um, sat down with our pet expert, Aaron Baggett. 
Cheapo uh, extraordinaire author as well, and um, he gave us the lowdown. In fact, we're um, Greg. You're also a pet owner. I am. Tokyo. I am. Um, we just like to label Aaron as the expert, although um, technically you might have a deeper breadth of knowledge since your pets probably different older. different species. <laughs> I think, uh, but you'll find out that pretty yeah. is in the anyway. Part let's of the podcast. let's uh, poodle over to our discussion with Aaron. A big warm welcome to uh, Aaron, our superstar writer Hello. of two years. Hello. And uh, pet expert, Tokyo pet expert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be a rabbit expert. <laughs> You're the rabbit expert. Yeah, that's your qualification. You, right. you have the chased and own a rabbit in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Aaron, how long have you been in Japan? Tell us your, tell us your uh, Japan story. Uh, I've been in Japan for uh, about three years. I... Uh, don't really. I kind of just winged it and decided to come here without any knowledge of the culture outside of samurai films <laughs> and uh, without learning the language. And just came here for school, then graduated, and I got a lot of debt back home, and I'm not ready to face that responsibility <laughs> yet. So, so I'm um, here. I am. <laughs> You're fleeing the debt collectors. Yeah. <laughs> Marvelous. Well. Um, Today, we're going to uh, pick on your pet expertise and experience, along with Greg as well. Greg, you, uh, I think, between the three of us, you two, both being pet owners, have got a fairly good um, spectrum of pet experience. What's your pet qualification? My, my pet, uh, what's my pet experience? Yeah. I have a, a dog, a, a dachshund. A dachshund. Yep. What's, what's the... Dog's name. It's called Noir. <laughs> I did not choose the name. It's, so, a, it's uh, like the wiener dog, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hairy wiener. Dog. It's one of my favourite dogs, actually. It's actually the most aggressive dog in the world. Well, actually, this one's yeah. reasonably calm. He's never, never bitten anyone. Yeah, I mean, it's yet. <laughs> it dog, Greg's dog is the most heavenly dog ever. It just gives you no trouble. Just, yeah, you can. You can pull his tail, you can, not that I would, but you could, theoretically, and he wouldn't do anything. It's so patient and calm, it doesn't bark at you. Yeah. So, Aaron, you have some interesting factoids to start the podcast with. Please uh, unload your interesting pet facts. Uh, sure, uh, there are 23 million dogs and cats in Japan. 23 million dogs and cats yeah, in total. Yeah, yeah, compared to uh, 17 million children. So, I mean, that says something about the birth rate, I think. <laughs> and uh, do you know if that means children up to the age of 16, 18? Un- under the age of 16. Because wow. yeah. pets don't even live to 16 anyway, on average. That doesn't even include, you know, rabbits, hamsters, <laughs> like other, other, other animals. <laughs> so there's more pets than children. And that kind of bears out, doesn't it? If you, if you go to a big shopping center, they're, they're likely to have a, a couple of pet clothing stores, but they usually have like either none or one, one yeah. children's clothing store. Oh, yeah. And if you wander around Daikanyama, Nakameguro, there's all these kind of, you know, hip young couples with dogs with ridiculous coats but children nowhere to be seen oh yeah more often than not I'll see someone pushing a, a like a carriage whatever I'm like oh it must be a cute little baby and you look inside it's a dog <laughs> it's, a dog it's like nobody wearing walks. like a jacket <laughs> nobody walks their dogs in this country is right. like. at the same time there's a there's an old guy at our um, local park 
and he has this kind of uh, really unusual kind of dog stroller, and it's like a, it's like a little tent on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes it out there, and uh, you know, he opens it up, and the dog comes out. The dog must be about, uh, I mean, in dog years, maybe 130 or something. Yeah. It's this really kind of decrepit dog, and it kind of just wanders around for like about 10 steps, and then gets back in the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that kind of so. makes sense. Like a dog that's in its autumn years yeah. maybe isn't disabled, but you yeah. know, you see these sprightly young little animals. They should be running around, you know? Yeah, they right. should be yeah. carried or in a pram. Actually, a guy in my neighborhood walks his cat, and it's pretty weird. I never get used to it. I see it has a leash on it, and he's walking it, and the cat looks like just it's miserable. Every time <laughs> I see it, dragging it <laughs> down the road, pulling, all, pulling it along. And also more often than not, I, I see guy, men walking their dogs. They don't have a leash. The dog is just so trained. They just, they're just walking it like Mad Max style, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like until, I meet, until I meet another dog and then they, yeah, I think all hell breaks loose. So before we get into some uh, get deep and dirty, another little pet anecdote, which I'm sure both of you will uh, uh, have seen as well. Often in uh, Motesando, you get people walking the most bizarre animals. Have you guys seen this? I've seen like lizards, oh, chameleons, seen monkeys. monkeys. Yeah. Someone had like a pile of docile cats. <laughs> this trolley and had about six. How would you do that? You'd have to drug the cats, wouldn't you? I'm pretty sure they were drugged up. Yeah. And Actually, there's some pretty dodgy stuff in the Motesando with pets. So yeah. I'm pretty sure um, there's a guy who always turns up with. Um, like uh, dachshunds, he's got like mm. three dachshunds all wearing sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what he does is he sets himself up there, and like every uh, like girl from about the age of ten to like forty, you know, walks past and goes, oh, yeah. and they, they, they kind of all, all want to take their photos yeah. of this dog, these dogs. So um, I'm sure that's why he does it for the for the attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Like, if you want to attract uh, forty schoolgirls. And at short notice, just take a box full of kittens to Shibuya Ku. Or two rabbits to any park, I swear. Yeah. Like, I am, I am just swarmed, swarmed with, yeah. with women and schoolgirls and children, just like all just like trying to pet my rabbit. Yeah. So, um, I so, guess the next yes. thing we should talk about is uh, where, where you can and where you should get uh, pets from. <laughs> so, um, I guess. You shouldn't get them from one of the normal cute pet shops. Shouldn't, yes. Stay, should stay clear of them. And department stores. Anywhere you can buy, like, like a mop and also a dog. <laughs> like, don't do it. Don't, yeah. So why? Why should you not buy from these places? Uh, breeders, uh, a, lot of, a lot of these dogs and cats, same for America too, it's not just Japan. A lot of these dogs and cats uh, come from puppy farms and puppy mills and cat farms where it's just like if, if for example if the if the breed of the year the most popular breed is a dachshund then uh, they're going to be breeding many uh, many many dachshunds and the the the, the, the mom, mother dog just becomes a uh, puppy factory, and they live in horrible conditions. Uh, they don't really check where they get the, the apartment stores, and all these pet shops don't really uh, check where they get these dogs from. You know, they just get them, 
It's all about the money, right? Yeah. yeah. Are, are there any good pet shops? I'm not sure because like every, everyone says like all pet shops are bad. And... I, I go to a rabbit doctor, like a rabbit specialist. Oh, he's, okay. he's my vet, my rabbit vet, and uh, I asked him, you know, where I can get, you know, I can uh, find pets, rabbit supplies, and rabbits, you know, buy rabbits if I ever want another one. And uh, he told me uh, Usagi no Shippo. Which is like Rabbit's Tail. There's a couple stores in there. And I went and I talked to them. They kind of put my fears to rest. They took, they, they uh, told me, I mean, they could have been lying to me. <laughs> they could, you know, but they told me like how they, uh, they don't, they don't take away the babies or the kittens, the kits, whatever they're called, a baby rabbit's called, until like six or eight months, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know anywhere in particular for dogs and cats. Uh, I mean, usually I go, if I go to a puppy uh, a puppy store or a, like uh, Tokyo Hands, they got, you know, pet pets. I usually look at the cages and see how small they are. Yeah. They're really small, they're like really dirty, like yeah. I, I, I walk out the door. So where, where should one get pets? Um, our dog, we got it from uh, a place called ARC, which is, uh, stands for Animal Rescue Kansai. Oh, they're amazing, I love them. And um, yeah, but basically what they do is sit in abandoned pets, um, places like these puppy mills when they go out of business and they've got all their dogs. They need to get rid of them. They, um, they, they basically look after them. They, they find foster homes for them and they try to um, get them adopted. So uh, yeah, that's where we got our dogs. Yeah. So um, the idea is they have a website. So um, I think it's probably just to search for Animal Rescue Council and you can find it. Mm. And um, they have all their all their dogs that are up for adoption, uh, dogs and cats. And you basically just, um, if you're interested, you just go and um, go to one of the places and uh, pick your dog or your cat, and then they also have rabbits sometimes. Oh, yeah. they have rabbits too. Okay. Yeah. And um, I think you have to pay a, a nominal fee. It's like when I, when we did it, it was like ten thousand, but I think it might have gone up. So it might be fifteen or twenty thousand. Basically, to just cover the some of their running costs and the, the costs of uh, neutering and uh, vaccinating the dogs and cats. Do you have to? Is there a lot of like a uh, there wasn't a lot of bureaucracy. It was just—it was pretty simple actually. Right. But um, I think they might have been a bit um, weary of us because <laughs> yeah. um, when we adopted uh, our dog, it was um, about January 2011. So we had him for a couple of months, and then um, we decided to leave Japan for a little you know, time for the, the kids and stuff. And we didn't have anywhere to take the dog, so we kind of took him back. <laughs> yeah, and we, we, we said you know we'll be back and we'll pick him up and um, and uh, stuff, but um, yeah. So we did eventually, but I, I think they were, they didn't expect us to come and get him. So, but um, hmm. yeah, that's that's my story anyway. How about you, Aaron? Where did you get your uh, what's your rabbit's name? Uh, well, my first rabbit, his name is April, uh, <laughs> kind of a girl's name uh, because we thought he was a girl. It's another reason why you should not. <laughs> buy from uh, department stores because most of those people have no idea uh, what they're talking about or what they're doing. Uh, so yeah, I got my first rabbit without really thinking about it. I got him at a Kynes home. So, <laughs> I know I know better now, but yeah, in uh, Fukushima actually. I bought him as a gift for my girlfriend at the time. 
then we broke up and I took him. Yeah. <laughs> custody. I, you I got, got custody. custody. <laughs> I, got, I got child custody. And uh, I got my second rabbit. Uh, I adopted him from uh, from my vet, actually. From She was uh, meant to be a show rabbit, but uh, her ears weren't perfect. What's a show rabbit? It's kind of basically like a show dog. You know, they have, a, they have certain breeds that are accepted, and those breeds have to have certain qualities. Um, the boy is a Netherland dwarf. Uh, they told me he was a Netherland dwarf, and he is not a Netherland dwarf. He is a Netherland dwarf half. So if you do buy pets from a pet shop or a department mm -hmm. store, you're... I wonder if it's possible to buy direct from the breeder in Japan. Well, yeah, it is, but there's a rabbit shop in Nakano uh, that deals specifically with breeders. Um, but sometimes breeders are not so good to trust either, because again, they just want to make the money too, so we'll tell you anything. Anyway, I, the boy's a Netherlandorf half, and the girl is a American fuzzy lot, which is uh, basically like a little mini sheep. <laughs> and uh, I got her, I adopted her from my vet, and yeah, she was a show rabbit. Her ears, Lop's ears are supposed to go down, but her, she's like a little airplane. Right, yeah, down, yeah. So she's a re they rejected her, and uh, uh, yeah, I adopted her. She's She's cute. So it's, uh, now we've talked about getting pets, how about uh, keeping a pet going? What's the, uh, <laughs> some kind of tips and tricks and hacks for uh, cheaply? Well, you gotta feed them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't just give them gravel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not, feed is not that expensive for a dog at least. I mean, um, that one probably costs less than a thousand yen a month to feed. You know, you get the, the big, you know, like five kilo bag from the, the pharmacy. For, for, I don't know, you, for some reason you buy um, dog food at a pharmacy yeah. in Japan. It, it depends on if you're one of those people that prefers like gourmet dog food, mm. gourmet cat food. Like, like yeah. you look on the box and it's like, with the finest salmon and her herbs, it's mm. like, my dog will eat trash. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily our dog, if you give him anything good, he will throw it up. So um. <laughs> the, the cheaper and, and um, nastier the food is. That's a, that's a plus about rabbits. They are physically in, uh, incapable of throwing up. <laughs> so you can literally stick anything down there. Uh, no. <laughs> Come back up again. But, um, I mean, the real the real running costs with any animal is not the the food. It's the um, two things. That one is one is the uh, the vet costs. Yes. Like if they ever get sick, um, or, or I mean, you know, just regular uh, vaccinations and things. Mm. And the other cost is if you ever. Um, if you ever want to go on a holiday and you um, you can't you haven't, can't find a friend to look after your yeah. animals, then you have to send them to a a, yeah. uh, a dog or a cat hotel. Yeah, and um, they should they're called those are called kennels. Yeah, okay. yeah, because yeah. it's not really a hotel. It's like a well, it's cage. not really a hotel in Japan either. <laughs> they just called hotels. Yeah. But um, the the fees are typically um, as high as you might have you know for for a cheap hotel yeah. in Tokyo. Yeah. Well, the price of your dog, yeah. and, and you know, they're, they're typically in a small cage, and a, they, they have a, a like a small area to run around, and mm. they'll take them for a walk two times a day. Mm. Uh, dog hotel typically put you back about five, six thousand yen a day. Mm. It's about same for rabbits too. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember when we come back from holiday and get our cats back from the kennels. I'd always be traumatized. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah, one thing they do in the, the place we take our dog to is um, they have a, a video camera, mm. so you can you can watch them, <laughs> that's, like on the that's cool. like on the internet. So um, I guess it means they can't they can't abuse them, yeah. or whatever, you know. I guess it depends on the, the nature of your dog, whether it's traumatized by 
you know, being put in with a German Shepherd and a yeah. and a Poodle and you know all the other dogs. Yeah. I think a misconception about well, a lot of people have with rabbits is they, they they think they're like gerbils or hamsters. You know, they stay in a cage 24/7. But they're more like cats, right? Mm. Mine just roam around the house, but um, uh, I spend about maybe three thousand yen a month on uh, pet supplies, grass. They they go through grass like. Like, like like it's nothing uh vegetables like that you know so how, how much does a trip to the vet cost you oh man uh well i i, try, I go about about every two or three months i uh, i take them for checkups and that's pretty cheap uh, a checkup is about a thousand yen okay. for each it's not bad uh but recently my my boy rabbit he got like like bad sick one day i woke up and he wasn't eating and usually he like bites my hand, he's, he just wants to get to the, he just wants to get to the pellets, right? And I uh, came home, he still hadn't eaten, I was flipping out, like, he, he was pretty messed up, and yeah, I missed work like three days. Uh, <laughs> like, I was, my boss called me, he was like, what's wrong? I was like, <laughs> like I'm like bawling, but it was about uh, maybe 40, 50,000 yen uh, in treatment and medicine, Wow. and that's not including the days of work I missed. Uh, to keep this rabbit alive, like 400, 500 bucks. Uh, yeah. What happened? Did he have an operation or was uh, a... No, he. I guess he ate something. I told uh -huh. you rabbits can't. Rabbits can't throw up. Okay. Um, so they can. Get, they're very prone to gastral infections, yeah. uh, bloat. They call it. It's called. Uh -huh. the, it's called the bloat. He was like the size of a football. Right. Uh, right. When he, on the bad days and. Uh, uh, the doctor, he wasn't drinking, uh, doctor had to give him uh, liquid injections through his back oh, wow. uh, so the okay. fluids would move through his body. Mm. Those were pretty expensive. And then I had to buy a lot of algerdu. You know, it's like this green powder that Japanese old people drink. It's, it just tastes... Oh, algerdu. Algerdu, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. It, it's, it's so bad that in Japanese game shows, they, uh, <laughs> you, like, like people that lose often have to drink it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's um, usually like, that powdered kale. It's yeah. like it's actually it's like more like dirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty awful. But uh, it's apparently uh, I had to I had to like shove that down his throat for a couple of weeks. He's healthy now, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a scary traumatic time yeah. for for me. Glad he's okay. Yeah, I'm 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 really not sure about uh, vets because the thing is you, you you tend to take your dog to the vet for one reason. And they'll come up with about five other reasons why they, you know, they have to have this uh, medication and this yeah. uh, vaccination and stuff. And, I, I, and the, you know, they, they give you these kind of um, figures like, you know, there's a one in 50 chance that your dog will, will get this uh, like insect-borne disease or something in summer mm. or something. So you should get this. And it really does seem like a bit of a scam. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I really don't know because I mean, mate, you know, obviously if the, the dog had actually died in one of those, I wouldn't have thought it was a scam. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Stupid yeah. vets doing their job. <laughs> It'd be good to ask someone who knows something about pet health, I guess. Mm. Mm. How about finding somewhere where you can actually live with it? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, actually, my landlords don't even know I have rabbits. And uh, <laughs> my deposit's gone because I've tried rabbit-proofing the house, you know, buying, like, plastic corner guards. Yeah. And, you know, but they just... Like, but the, the Tommy floors, 
just <laughs> chewed all the all the hell. It's just yeah. <laughs> like the walls got bite marks in them. Every time my landlord, like just last week, my landlord made like a surprise visit to take the gas and the rabbits. I was like, oh god, like running around up the rabbits. Yeah. And like, and he, I don't know how, why they how they haven't noticed. Every time they walk in, they see all these plastic guards on the on the wall. Yeah. Like I'm hoping they just think I'm really clumsy. <laughs> you know, like 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 moving furniture around. Yeah. I wonder if they would be able to evict you because you had a pet. Yeah, well, that's actually in the lease that I signed. Like, uh, I, I don't, I'm not an expert, but I gather the tenant rights are fairly strong in Japan. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It I might, mean, uh, it I might mean, be, just, even though it's in the contract. Just coming around for surprise visits, you're not supposed to do that either. Yeah. As a, as a well, they do it. <laughs> they do it. It's probably just something you have to check when you move, move into a building. You can't really... Um, it's kind of obvious if you had a dog, and your, your yeah. building doesn't allow dogs. Yeah, they were they were inside my apartment with the like Tokyo Gas people there, yeah. and I had my rabbits in the closet, <laughs> and uh, they were talking to me, and all of a sudden I'd start hearing <laughs> <laughs> just the rabbit scratching at the yeah. at the walls. <laughs> like, like, so suddenly I felt like the telltale heart, and I was just like, uh huh. Uh-huh, and they're like explaining to me about the gas. And, and like, you just uh-huh, start sort of uh-huh. scratching in time with your rabbits. And it's like, yeah. and, and every now and then I see like their eyes shifting around the room because they... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, yeah, so uh, about this gas, you know. Like, trying as hard as I can to like keep the conversation on point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there tends to be two kind of uh, classifications for apartments in Japan. They, they call them... Uh, like Bunjo mansions and um, Chintai mm. mansion. I mean, effectively, they're not, not really that different, but um, Chintai just means rental. Bunjo means like living living there. Uh, but the thing is, even in a Bunjo mansion where people live, rather than, uh, you know, they, I guess they own the apartments rather than yeah. rent. Um, effectively, most of the people are renting anyway because people just buy the apartments and rent them out. Yeah. Um, so you tend to get a lot more uh, flexibility in the in the Bunjo mansion. Right. And in terms of the um, the, the whole uh, building rules, but obviously you have to deal with the, the landlord's rules yeah. separately from that. I've noticed quite a lot of property in the sort of more hip neighborhoods like Daikanyama and you know near Shibuya, where there's like the you know the the yuppie types who are likely to get a pet. Yeah. There seems to be quite a lot of pet okay mansions in that area. Yeah. When I was when I was apartment hunting, I was trying to find a place that would allow pets, but it would always double or triple the deposit. Right. You know, yeah. The rabbits. Like. <laughs> So, well, evidently they've trashed your I mean, rabbits well, I mean, trashed your apartment. Uh, if you do get rabbits, <laughs> for the love of God, rabbit-proof your house. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't affo- even buy like expensive headphones because they'll just destroy them. So, um, any other tips about having a pet in Tokyo? Uh, don't tell your landlord. Uh, <laughs> secret. Uh, uh, prepare, pre- prepare for the the worst. That's what I'd say. Like, like I said, I thought rabbit. Uh, I thought rabbit like raising would be you know pretty simple. Yeah. But the moment you get sick, you know, it's, I, I I was broke for the next two months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. You've uh, got to realize that ahead of time when you get a pet that it's going to yeah. get ill. Mm-hmm. It's going to get old and it will die one day. <laughs> oh, that's a good segue. Ah, yes. So yeah. um, talked about getting a pet, to Wait, looking what? after one. So <laughs> now to uh, what happens in its uh, last days, its autumn So apparently, days. apparently one thing you shouldn't do is throw it in the river. 
when, it, when it's dead. When it's dead, yes. When it's already died, yeah. passed away. When it's say. alive too, you shouldn't throw it in the river. <laughs> Um, um, apparently that's a thing. Like um, we, we're just doing some, a little, little bit of research on uh, Danny Chu's website, and uh, apparently that's a thing. Like they have these signs by the river, like saying, you know, do not throw your pet carcass in the, in the river. <laughs> so um, the the costs. Apparently, um, simple disposal is not that expensive. It's about uh, two thousand six hundred yen through the, the city government. You basically set up. You call up your city office and you say, you know, come and get my. Um, do, do I wonder if it's the same number as Saw Dai Gomi. Maybe, maybe. Do they say where the they rubbish. take the pets? Oh, I don't know. I guess they get, maybe they take it to the same place as the uh, the the, the, the Gomi or something. I guess I'm guessing they burn it. They they, they don't bury anything in Japan, so they probably burn them. Yeah. They burn them, not cremate them. Yeah. Cremation, however, yes. there's, 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 if you want to spend some money to uh, say farewell to your pet, then there's plenty of cremation services out there. So for your, for your hamster? And for your hamster, yeah. We, we've, we did some quick searches and found what we think are the kind of cheaper cremation services. And cremation is um, going to be expensive no matter what you do, I think. You know, starting about 10,000 yen for a kind of less, up to 100 gram. <laughs> up to 100 grams? This place is cheaper than one of the hamsters. Maybe that one's cheaper. <laughs> 8,400. Yeah, that was per <laughs> an, by animal, isn't it? Yeah. Up to 25 kilograms is 31,000. 31, so that's from 5 to 25 kilograms. So so five, 5 kilograms is a pretty small dog. So, you know, if you're getting it, if you've got a Dachshund or something, it's usually like it's 5 to 10. Yeah. Well, this so. one. Um, this one's like 18,000 in that category, 5 to 10. Okay. But, um, so you shop around for your cremation services by the, by the look of it. Yeah. <laughs> that one suggested it had an annual charge as well. Oh, yeah. Make, well, make a day of it, you know, have fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea is you cremate it and then you pay for the, the cemetery. Right. Like for them, for them to keep the ashes in a drawer. So I don't know. I don't know why you'd do that. I mean, it's a little box of ashes. You might as well keep it at home. Yeah. Or you can pay them twenty thousand yen a year to have it in the have it in the cemetery. In the this cemetery. is this is too much work compared to the barrel at sea. Well, I guess barrel at river. river. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. Or the burial in the woods. Yeah. There's a funny little anecdote because there was a scandal uh, about a year ago, I think. Where someone like walking in the mountains stumbled across a pile of pet corpses. Can you imagine that horror story? A pile of like these cute little dogs with hats and coats. But Jesus. There's nothing rotting. cute about a dead animal. Wow, okay. But it had cute paraphernalia, but it was, okay. the animal itself was de decomposing. And it, um, it came, to, came out that um, there was one of these high end funeral services uh, charging, you know hundreds of thousands of yen, but they were actually just shoveling the animals into a van and then dumping them in the woods. It was also on an Indian burial ground, so <laughs> <laughs> make matters worse. The, the only Indian burial ground in, in Japan. Yeah, don't take your dead babies there. <laughs> Pet cemetery reference there, Stephen Hawking. So, um, yeah, so we've covered the, uh, the, birth, life, the, life, the cycle. life and the afterlife. <laughs> but one other cycle is, um, you know, if you're actually leaving Japan, if you stay here less than, I guess if you've got a dog less than 15 years, then you might have to deal with taking your dog with you. I guess. Yeah, also, don't don't get a pet if you're if you're only gonna be here for, you know, a few years, like a couple of years, like. <laughs> It's messed up. <laughs> like, Unless you're going to take it home, I guess. Yeah, I guess if you plan on taking yeah. it home. But it, the basic um, 
the basic situation is it really depends on where you're going. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any restriction on taking a pet, an animal out of Japan. It depends on where you're going to. And, um, well, it probably depends on how exotic it is. Yeah. A, a, pet, a pet monkey probably is not going to... Yeah, also, if you want to risk like taking an animal on the plane, like yeah, for whatever reason, you can't. If it can't be a carry-on, uh, yeah, you, know, you should definitely check in advance. Like your airline like, allows. Rabbits can die from heart attacks just being afraid too much. I've, I've trained my rabbits to like you know you're in Tokyo, you're gonna be hearing some noises, yeah. you know. Uh, so they're pretty you even mixed as your cat, your rabbit on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah, <laughs> just walk, ah, just kind <laughs> walk in, just scream at them. <laughs> so it's prepared. Obviously, you've got to check with the airline is going to actually take it. Also, a lot of developed countries, of which Japan is one, have um, quarantine regulations are a little bit more relaxed. You might be able to get some sort of certificate from a vet here to show that your pet is healthy, and that would um, possibly even mean you don't need any quarantine time with your pet when you get to your destination. Yeah, if you're leaving Japan and coming back with your pet, which I've seen somebody do, um, you're probably going to have to have some quarantine time. There's certain countries which have like, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but basically there. Give a quick overview, you know, you're probably going to have some sort of quarantine regulations that you have to contend with. Yeah. So getting some vet certificate would make that easier. That can be really, really expensive too. I mean, depending on the country, like uh, New Zealand, you have to keep a dog in quarantine for six months mm. after it goes back to, uh, well, you know, if you're going from Japan to New Zealand, it has to stay in quarantine for six months. And you have to pay for the, the boarding for that dog for mm. six months. Jeez. So, um, yeah, and, and certain animals, for example, if you had a rabbit, I, you definitely couldn't take it into New Zealand. Yeah. Can you visit him? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you can visit them. I think that's, that's, there's no problem yeah. with that. But, um, but you know, obviously the, the cost of boarding your dog for six months is probably going to be uh, way more than the cost of, you know, flying in Japan and looking after it and probably even flying at home. Mm. I, can't, I can't imagine, like, leaving your, your animal, basically a family member, <laughs> yeah. in the care of a stranger for six months. I'm going out of town next week and I have a friend watching our rabbits for four days and I give him, like, this long list of, they have to be walked three hours a day. Yeah. April likes his pellets served <laughs> at a medium rate. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he was like, the rabbits, what do you want? <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, Marvelous. so that probably pretty much wraps it up for our, our pet episode. Our pet podcast. Cool. So, um, yeah. Well, thanks um, a lot, Aaron. Thank you. Yeah, high fives. Splendid. <laughs> so, there we have it. Um, now you know all about keeping a pet in Tokyo. I guess. Yeah, I, th I think we kind of went a bit off the rails, didn't we, with that kind of morbid side of, <laughs> of having pets. Well, it's the full cycle. It's very Japanese to kind of talk about the, the complete life cycle. Like, the, like the, the sakura. Exactly. You yeah. know, the beauty and the decay in the end, the, as uh, well as the full bloom. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, do keep stay tuned for more podcasts. And in the meantime, you can follow us on the internet, Twitter, Facebook, and obviously TokyoChico.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Dates, Bye. Dogs, cheap hotels, cheap holidays, cheap sumo, cheap salads. It's a kind of magic. Another amazing podcast magic production.